morning, everyone. Morning, morning. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a bunch of you on. Kevin, as always, fast this morning on the live. Great to see you, mate. Sharon, Allison, good to see you back from the Facebook wasteland of being banned or whatever happened. <laughs> Stephen, Donna, Scott, morning to you, James and Simon, Jeanette, Joseph, Chris. Ah, we've got a good lineup this morning. Hey, great to see all of you on this morning. Thanks for joining. Another Wealth Coffee Chat. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you guys know that. I'll do some intros while we get uh, while we get the uh, internet and the uh, lives all warmed up here. Morning, Kylie. Been, uh, been hosting a little uh, Wealth Coffee Chat for quite a while now, where we get to hang out each morning around about 10 past 8 and uh, talk about the world of residential, mostly, property investing. That's what we do, buy and hold. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. About idea of buy a good piece of real estate or multiple good pieces of real estate and own them for a reasonably long period of time to create some wealth and income for you in the future. That's what we're here about. This is what we get up to. Uh, morning. Kylie Bradley, Joseph, David, great to see you guys here this morning. If you're new... If you're new, say hello. Uh, let us know where you're dropping in from, where you're coming from. We've uh, we've got plenty of people joining our programs uh, for coaching and support. So uh, let us know what's going on for you. Great to have you on this morning. Hey, this morning I wanted to talk about maybe just reverse up a little bit, go through the process, the the. Uh, conversation about how we go about uh, how we go about analyzing how we go about buying our properties now we're not going to dive deep down into the super detail this morning we're going to sort of stay a little bit high level strategy but uh, uh, that's what we're going to do this morning go through the four steps and some other maybe sub steps in each one of those categories so hang in uh, hang around for the conversation this morning should be quite useful hey morning Joseph Morning, Bradley. Good to see you uh, from Sydney and Mackay. Fantastic to have you along. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We do this every day, folks. Uh, well, every work day, most days anyway, unless I'm sort of off doing a bit of travelling. And we usually hang around for about 15 to 20 minutes each morning just to keep the momentum going um, because, you know, sometimes it's well worth touching base each day just to see how we're travelling along. Ashley, good morning to you. Hey, so let's dive into this. Let's talk about the idea of the four large steps or the four bigger concept steps when it comes to building our property portfolio. What I'm talking about today is uh, the process we go through, how we rationalize where we're going to invest and what we're going to get up to. Um, Looks like my internet's playing up again. It seems to play up literally every morning for about 20 seconds every time. But anyway... Just let me know in the chat if it's still coming through. Uh, It looks like it's fixed itself up right now. But anyway, let me know if it's still coming through. If there's any issues, just give me a, yep, it's fine in the chat. But I'll keep charging along anyway. Um, Ashley, Aaron, good to see you. So the four steps. Yep, thanks, Bradley. So four steps. Number one, after we've decided that we want to become a property investor and and, and so on, before we do anything, before we go and look at any properties, before we go look at anything that we are doing, 
What's the number one thing we must understand? We, we've decided we've got goals, you know, like we're going sort of, right, we've decided we're, we're going to build our property portfolio. Don't worry about, you know, that that sort of stuff. We're, we're now in the action steps of what we're up to, uh, how we get down to and define and choose a property. Um, what's the number one thing we need to know as a property investor before we go looking anywhere at anything? Chuck that in the chat if you think you might know. The number one thing before... We, uh, you know, look at an area, a market, a property, uh, whatever it might be. What is the thing we must know? It's a bit practical. You need someone else to help you out to work it out and find out. Um, but we need to know. Um, that boom, Sharon, all over it. Uh, one of our amazing coaches right there. Um, Bradley, absolutely. Uh, well, vacancy rate at some point, Joseph, but not much, not at the start. Yeah, boom, the financials. How much can you borrow? What is your ability to borrow? All right. Now, we call that a buying power and servicing, right? So there's two parts to this. You guys uh, should know this or may know this. Um, so what's the difference between uh, buying power and servicing? Well, buying power um, equals the deposit that you have, right, expressed in a percentage for borrowing. What do I mean by that? Let's say right now that you have $100,000. You have hundred k as a deposit, okay? So um, this has nothing to do with your, your income yet. Okay, so buying power is a calculation of um, using that $100,000 as a deposit um, plus some costs. Now, uh, when we work this out, when you work it out, when you sit down with your uh, finance experts and your coach, you know, there's a couple of ways to have a bit of a rough idea even before you go into it. What deposit do you have access to? How much money? Will you have available for your deposit plus some costs? Okay. Now, we do a calculation on most people, most borrowers, unless you're sort of a first home buyer, which we're not talking about right now, usually can borrow or we would like to borrow up to 90%. Usually it's 88%, folks. 88%. Okay. 88% for LMI reasons and, and so on. Um, and we usually have a small amount of percentage, if we're going to use either the cash or the equity, a set aside for costs, okay? And what I always do, what we always do in our world of coaching, working with you guys, is that we set aside 5% for costs. So if we're looking at this and we want to do a calculation of our buying power, right, our buying power, we say we've got $100,000. Actually, I should put this on the screen. I wonder if I can. Um uh, we've got $100,000 and we say divide, you, simple calculator, you press the divide button. So you go 100 divide by 15%, all right? So you go divide by 15% and that will give you your potential borrowing power based on the cash you have available, folks, all right? Okay, does that make sense? Does that make sense? And this might be simple and basic, but, you know, it's important to understand what it looks like 
as investors. Now, that uh, that amount there, fantastic, wonderful. All right, we have a we have a number. Now we've got to go. Um, that's your hundred k deposit, and now we've got to go to a lender, someone in the borrowing world, and say, I have, let's call it, you know, a hundred k income. What can I borrow? Okay, and now that calculation is much more complicated. That calculation is called the serviceability or servicing. It depends on what other debts you have. It depends on um, the rental that you're getting from the property. This one's the complicated one. This one's the complicated one. But potentially, you have uh, $666,000 worth of the deposit, deposit to be able to deploy into the market, right? That's what we've got. We need to check if we can match the deposit with our ability to borrow, right? Number one, that's a step. Now, there's obviously, uh, what I don't know about obviously, I'm going to move that down for me here. Um, There is certainly, there's certainly more, um, more conversation to have in the world of finance in that space, but your ability to borrow. Number one thing, your ability to borrow, what is it? How do you work it out? Uh, and don't go shopping. Don't go around looking for a deal unless you know what that looks like. All right, that's that's a pretty important thing to 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 understand. Number two, number two, we know how much we can borrow. Let's say right now we've got the ability, and we're saying, all right, we've confirmed this. You know, based on our income, based on our deposits, we can borrow. We can we can afford to buy with our deposit and some borrowing a $650,000 property. So we've got our budget. We've got our shopping range. What next, folks? What next? What do we do next? Well, um, the idea is that we check in on what marketplace we're going to go looking in. Now, market. A lot of people go, oh, now I'll go and have a look for a property. And it's like, oh, well, hang on. You know, why would we talk market, the marketplace? And I'm talking marketplace as in the different states, okay? Um, Number one, or a little A here, the idea of a uh, diversifying, uh, diversifying locations, okay? Um, Number two, well, it used to be, it used to be the land tax conversation, but, you know, places like Queensland are starting to, uh, you know, um, have a little uh, dig at that one. So what market? Where are you already? Let's say, yeah, there's some changes in legislation. Yep. Let's say you already have uh, property in Sydney. You know, the idea of diversifying, you might look to Queensland, Victoria, ACT, maybe WA. You know, we do that specifically to keep our portfolio a little bit diverse and also um, uh, also you know, some of the costs and other things associated with that. Sometimes you can seek a better rental yield in one of those locations. You know, uh, sometimes the idea of that market and location uh, will, for $650,000, you can buy a different type of property or you can um, you can easily buy a better, uh, a better location, okay? So, you know, uh, diversifying... Um, and you can have a better quality 
you know, of property, you know, either a better type, let's say, or a better location. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So we've got the market. So let's say up here, you know, we've already got a property in New South Wales. We're going to choose, you know, um, QLD, okay? That's, that's, that makes it simple. So we've got our buying power. We're looking at a market for a few reasons, okay? Um, and then, you know, the third part um, is how do we um, look at like an area, uh, an area that we might want to um, deploy into, right? So um, some of you guys might have seen this before when it comes to choosing uh, an area and or like a property type. And, and sometimes this sort of area slash property type can be, um, it sort of happens at the same time. So number sort of, number three and number four, you have sort of an area slash suburb, right? Combined with a kind of property uh, property type, right? So they're kind of like, interchangeable when we're getting to this point, right? We've chosen Queensland. We've got a budget. We like the idea. We like the area. You know, what? Um, what is going to uh, help us in this sort of space? Um, I've got this little thing here. Some of you guys might have seen this before as well, and I'll show you something in a minute what Sam and the team do. That's a bit blurry, isn't it? Can you guys see that very well? Is that? Is that can you read that? You know, you know how do we go about you know choosing the type of deal you know when when we're when we're talking it's not only property type but it's a type of deal right you know off the plan delayed settlement you know a land bank do you do you get discounts you know do you look at some other incentives you know do you um you know get a land and build do you knock down and rebuild an old thing um you know do you amalgamate something you know do you um you know get involved in the joint ventures you know, do you want to do a DIY um, development, renovation, a subdivision, the type of deal as well um, as you go along. So, you know, these things are pretty um, uh, pretty detailed when we're dropping down into choosing the deal. But, you know, if we're talking right now area suburb combined with type of property, how do we go about analysing that, right? So let's just do a quick analysis here for different places at the moment, right? So let's use Queensland, let's use uh, Victoria, and let's use um, New South Wales. Let's, to be honest, let's change that to, let's change that to, um, Briz. That's Brizzy. Oh, that meant to look like Brisbane, Brisbane. Uh, Melb and Sid, okay? And this is sort of like, now, if we want to choose a house, um, uh, a townhouse, and then um, apartment, okay, what would be, what would it look like? Remember, what's our budget? Our budget is 650, okay? And for many of us, we're like, all right, I would like a, a location that's appropriate with um, infrastructure and so on. But then how does that work when we have a look at this? Let's have a look at the distance from the city 
for a house. Let's have a look at a house for Brisbane. How far from the city of Brisbane do you need in these rings, folks? Put that there in the chat for me right now. Um, How far from the city of Brisbane do these rings go when it comes to can I buy a house in Brisbane for uh, for six fifty, and where would I buy it? Chuck that in the chat if you think you know, and um, you know we can we can do the same mathematics on. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I'm going to change that color. So when we're looking at Brizzy, yes, I agree with you, Stephen. Right out here, you're looking at you know you're looking at a house in the twenty to forty five. Um, now. Hardik, um, the ten to twenty k from Brisbane, yeah, it's you're not getting it anymore. We used to, probably a year ago, two years ago, uh, be able to get that six fifty inside that ten to twenty kilometer ring. So that was that was damn fine, damn fine for a house, right? So, and let's do the let's do the process here. You can see how this, um, yeah, you can see how this works. You know, a townhouse you can get in this range as well. Brisbane's a funny one at the moment for townhouses. Um, there's some legislation changes up there that have made townhouses a bit less attractive to, to get. Um, and for 650, you know, 1 to 10, um, um, yeah, you might get some older houses out there, Eve. Yep, yep. So depending on the style of property, whether you want, you know, like we said up here, um, you know, depending on the type of deal you want to do, you know, this you know, an older property potentially, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So down here, you know, if you're looking at apartments, you know, even um, even now we're, we're looking on the fringe, maybe 10 to 15 kilometres um, away from the city. We just did a deal in uh, – we did, a, we did a, a nice deal in Chermside. How far is Chermside? I think – does anyone know how far Chermside is from Brisbane? Uh, Chermside from Brisbane. Brisbane. There you go. Uh, 13 kilometres. 13 kilometres. There you go. So, you know, it's just on the fridge. Yeah, 15, 15-ish. There you go. Yep, 10. Yeah. So, you know, for, for 6.50, that's where that's where we're landing, folks. All right? So, you know, this is the story. This is the type of conversation and process we go through when we're choosing to build our, our portfolio and how we go about it, right? You know, if we did Sydney, you know, where are you going to go for 650? It's where are you going to go for 650 in a house in Sydney, folks? Anyone? <laughs> oh, gee, I tell you, I, I don't even think, yeah, well, it's certainly way out here somewhere. It's way out here. That's where a house is for Sydney, you know. Um, it's way more than 45k that is for sure that's for sure um as you go along i don't think you're going to get much in the way of sydney out there way um um (laughs) allison you're dead right um yeah um yeah you, you yeah you go to newcastle actually yeah you've got to go all the way um and not even newcastle marcus um you're probably going to the Hunter Valley. You're going out that way. You know, Melbourne, Melbourne. you can certainly get, you know, on the fringe um, of the city, you know, 30 to 45K uh, houses. Um, depend, we've done some stuff in Point Cook, um, which are smaller houses, but still freestanding houses, depending on what you're up to, depending on what you get. So, you know, 
this is the conversation you have with yourself, team, when you're building your portfolio, right? What type of property uh, am I going to get? You know, I've done my buying power. Yeah, I know my ability to borrow. You know, it's six fifty ish. That's my number. You know, where am I going to buy? You know, I'm going to choose Queensland. Am I choosing Victoria? Am I choosing the ACT? Um, and then the area and the suburb, you know, they are kind of interchangeable because it drives, it's driven by the property type uh, and the the return you're trying to get. And it's kind of like a, it's a balancing act, right? I prefer, uh, my preference is to get closer to the infrastructure that I want. And it's not necessarily the city, right, folks? It's not necessarily the city. Uh, you know, what is good infrastructure? You know, Sam talks about it all the time. You know, the green belt, you know, that's, you know, um, you know your third space, you know, um, employment hubs, you know, medical, you know, commercial, you know, CBD employment hubs, you know, those things, you know, maybe it's an Airbnb location, you know, maybe it is the city because you like that, those sorts of things um, as we're going along. So four steps. Obviously, there's lots of due diligence. You know, somebody mentioned before, you know, vacancy rates and all sorts of stuff. Yes. Once you get sort of down to the area, you know, you you absolutely should check in on vacancy rates. You you know, there's a couple of websites we use uh, often, which is SQM Research, Microburbs, WalkScore. You know, check in on those those things so you know what you're you're getting yourself in for, right, folks, Um, as we go along. Okay, so um, hopefully that was useful. One thing I want to um, remind you is uh, is certainly don't get too overwhelmed with analysis paralysis, right? You can get too carried away with trying to pick the perfect property. There's no such thing, folks. There's no such thing. For most of us, if you're, unless you're a really active investor, right? If you, if you are searching out, active investments, things like renovations, things like subdivisions, things like, you know, you're going to actively push the value or actively do something to the real estate, then you need to do more analysis on those types of deals because the outcome is time-bound and specific and you want something to occur where a medium to long-term buy-and-hold property portfolio has less immediate need to be perfect, and there's no such thing as perfect. I've already said that. Um, but, you know, you buy a good property in a good area and you hold it for basically forever. Buy well, never sell is my catch cry. You guys know that. But, you know, the idea is a good property purchased is better than a perfect property waited for that never occurs. I've, I've got so many people who waited. You know, I, it, it, you know, um, <laughs> the longer you own it, the more perfect the property becomes, uh, as far as I'm concerned. If you own it 50 years, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> if you looked after it, obviously. And so many people wait, you know, around. And I've still got people, we still see people waiting. Oh, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. I'm like, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You know, some, some, you know, unknowable, unforeseeable, temporary thing that'll change really fast. You know your strategy. You, you know your goal. You've got a capacity. You've got buying power. You've got the ability to invest. Get on with it, folks. Get on with it. You, you, you don't wait around um, forever and a day. 
when it comes to building a property portfolio. Anyway, there you go. I'm just rabbiting on now. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Hopefully that was useful this morning, as always. Um, yeah, Alison's waiting for a settlement. Come on. Um, I think you're going to be pretty happy, Alison. I've, I've heard some pretty good news because I've got a couple of properties in the ARIA stable as well coming up for settlement. And um, uh, I'm hearing some good news about, um, you know, those values uh, have, uh, or there's been some resales in some of those buildings that are pretty significantly more than our purchase prices, Alison. So, you know, happy days. Happy days. Anyway, there you go. Done and dusted, folks. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out. Uh, thankful Thursday, terrific Tuesday, marvellous Monday. Anyway, there you go, all of those things. Good to see everyone online. Thanks for joining me. Uh, join me again tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Um, and as always, if you've got something you want me to discuss, have an opinion on, go through, talk about, strategize, tactics, whatever it might be, uh, let me know in the chat. Uh, I'm happy to cover it. All right, folks, that's it. Done and dusted. You guys be well, be awesome. Until tomorrow, take care. Bye for now. See ya.